Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. You are listening to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. This is our final segment, and we are going to take you to the job set of the future. On segment one of the show, we introduced you to the smart infrastructure concept. We identified some growth trends, challenges, and solutions, and we looked at one example of the smart infrastructure. And here on this last segment, we're kind of going to go look at to the future, and we have a great example of research that is just getting underway, and it will impact the job site kind of 5, 10, and even 15 years down the road. And this is the technology that is really on the cusp of transforming the construction industry. So kind of let's get started. When a new technology or concept is developed, it often comes from a need, right? I mean, that's what we usually talk about. As many of you remember, in August, a bridge in India collapsed. And and tragically, there was a high pressure from the flooding of Savita Tree River, which caused the collapse. And unfortunately, at the time, there were two buses on the bridge and lives were lost. And the challenge here is poor conditions of bridges kind of hamper kind of efficient transport. And it also kind of led to kind of accidents and loss of lives. But immediately following the tragedy, researchers went into action to determine how technology could help. And roughly three months later, the Indian bridge management system was launched. And the system created an inventory of all bridges in the country. And it also kind of rated their structural condition. And This kind of enables timely repair and rehabilitation work to be done on structures. And this particular system will fill in a gap in the market by preparing a database of all the bridges in the country. And and here's where this system gets pretty impressive if you think about it, because the database currently has 115,000 bridges that have been inventorized. And in the future, the database will exceed... 150,000 bridges. And so let's take a look at how this database works. And during the inventory creation, each bridge is assigned a unique identification number. And this is based on, I guess you could say, like a state zone and whether it is on a national highway, state highway, or a district road. And then the location of the bridge is kind of collected through a GPS or a global positioning system Based on this, the bridge is assigned uh, a bridge location number. And from there, engineering characteristics are kind of added. And this kind of includes design materials or in type of bridge, age, loading, traffic lanes, let's say length, width, and, and so much more. And you, you kind of get the picture, picture as I'm describing it here. But all of this data is then used to do the structural rating of the bridge on a scale of zero to nine. So if you're kind of following me along here, and so this rating is done for each component of the structure. So this includes the integral and non-integral deck, a substructure, substructure uh, overall of the bank and channel, structure evaluation, deck, geometry, vertical clearance, and water efficiency, But it doesn't actually end there, and that's what makes this interesting because the bridge is also assigned this socioeconomic bridge rating number, 
and this is based on relation to daily activity of the area in its vicinity. So, so this system takes uh, all of this data into account, and then this is able to identify the bridges that need the most attention. So at that point, inspection can be carried out to improve the structure. So what you see here is data helping make the decision as to which bridge needs critical attention. So think about that, you know, and I think this is an important point, and data can help make real decisions here. And we see the need here actually in the United States as well, and we've talked so much today about bridges, but many of you probably remember when the Minneapolis Bridge collapsed in 2007, and that accident unfortunately and sadly um, killed more than a dozen people and injured more than a hundred. So incidents such as that have caused the industry to identify how technology can help build better infrastructure and bridges as we're discussing right now. And as we've mentioned earlier today, that sensors are just one way to do this. And this is what's so cool is that sensors can collect data about the bridge and send an alert when a repair is needed. So this is really what is coming in the future, but the future is here and now. And, and certainly construction professionals, as you all know, you're going to play a role in putting this technology in place. But there are a number of hurdles that still have to over, be overcome, as you've heard today. And standards are needed to enable all of these sensors to talk to each other automatically. And as we've talked about so, so many times, there needs to be involvement from government and construction firms and technology companies to enable this smarter infrastructure. But the benefits are truly real. And certainly there is the, the safety factor that is one of the driving causes of innovation today. We always talk about safety. You can never have a construction show without talking about it. But there are so many other benefits. Technology can help make decisions and save costs. And it seems that many city officials are beginning to warm up to this concept of smarter infrastructure and now it's simply a matter of beginning of everyone to come together, and it's something construction companies, as you know, can definitely be involved in. And these sensors need to be embedded into the infrastructure, and, and that's being built today. And then we also talked about we can, we can have retrofits, and we can go back, and we can do so many things about looking at what sensors can do in not just bridges, but we've already talked about today in buildings. So I, I think it's so very important, and ADM is really leading the charge in trying to talk about infrastructure as well. And, and so as we talked a lot about on the show today, as we identified the growth of this smart infrastructure, and we're going to talk a lot about that this whole month on the show, and as we discuss the challenges and how the industry needs to come together to overcome these challenges. And we identified some solutions here, and we talked about this Michigan product, project underway on the first segment of the show. And here on this segment, we talked a little bit about what is coming in India. And the Indian bridge management system, you know, as a database with all the information needed to do a structural rating on bridges, which I think is so really vital. You know, this information can help, and we're really showing how data can help a country make decisions about which bridges need to be repaired first. And we're showing the value of data. And the hope here is that it is able to prevent any accidents from occurring in the future. I mean, you know, if we can see something first before eyes are lost, you know, that's powerful. And, and, and I think 
when we use technology and we can take technology that's used in another country and bring it here in the United States, that's a powerful thing, you know, when we learn from it. You know, back in 2007, that bridge collapse caused many to identify that technology can help monitor an infrastructure, and that's very powerful. So when we use technology like sensors, you know, and the costs are coming down and they're getting better and more efficient and more effective, and the data that we can collect from a sensor to repair things when it's needed is very powerful. But sensors are just the beginning. There's so much more that can be done, and this is just the beginning of what's going to transform our infrastructure today and in the future. And we've been talking a lot about it here on AM, and, and so many times we talk about it and I talk about it. It's such a powerful thing, and we're going to continue to keep you apprised of all of it here on this show and many of the things we're going to write about on the 365 newsletter and all the things you're going to say in the articles that we're going to put forward to help you. And certainly you can find it when you go to the Tech Experience or the Expo next year, and we want you to be a part of that. So we hope that you're going to sign up and be a part of that and see all the exciting tech companies that are going to be a part of it. But we're out of time. Remember, ConExpo ConAg Radio broadcasts live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central. And as always, we want you to share your thoughts and tweet at us at ConExpo ConAg. And we hope that you'll be a part of everything that we do. And remember, the Expo is March 7th through 11th of 2017. Remember, ConExpo ConAg Radio is brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. If it's new, it's here. Have a wonderful week. A podcast or radio show on WS Radio is a great way to create content marketing. Turn prospects into customers into raving fans. Contact Wade at wsradio.com or call 866-WS-RADIO. Come join over 130,000 construction industry professionals in March 2017. ConExpo ConAg 2017 is North America's largest construction show. Explore over 2.5 million square feet and imagine what's next with over 2,500 exhibitors. Get the details at conexpoconag.com slash future and join us as we take this to the next level. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. I've been bragging about Progressive Medical Center to you guys for years, and I'm so excited to have Dr. Agoli with us because, Dr. Agoli, a lot of people walk through your doors, and some of their biggest problems are they're just fatigued, they're tired all the time, and even though they're dieting and exercising, they cannot get the weight off. Why is that? It's a combination of poor metabolism, inappropriate eating, but, but more importantly, it's due to a lack of education and really doing the right testing. A lot of our patients are metabolically compromised. What does that mean? Their metabolism is not functioning. The metabolism is responsible for all physical and chemical processes 
processes necessary to sustain life, and that includes energy. And without cellular energy, your body is not going to be a burning machine. Let's get back and teach our listeners to be a fat-burning machine. It's been a lot easier to maintain my weight since Progressive Medical Center started treating me with all-natural supplements, learning proper nutrition, and that can be you today. No more frustrations about being tired or overweight. So why don't you get a hold of Progressive Medical Center today through ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, VinVillage.com, where wine lovers connect. Be sure to tune in weekly to VinVillage Radio for exclusive, in-depth interviews with the who's who in wine and food. 